So, if you had to perform a song that sums up your character and why you deserve a new life, what's it going to be about? Oh god, Greg Greg the Pasty Man. <laughs> Greg Greg the Pasty Man. <laughs> Buttering up the bitches as he, as he goes. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Is it pork? Is it beef? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows or cares? I worked down the mine. Um, I'm the little like rivulety bit on the side of the pasty that the workman would hold to eat the delicious bit of the pasty. Where's the rest of be gone? La 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 la. Is that the lyrics? That's amazing. The sort of yeah. spoken word album of um, <laughs> section. Then <laughs> of... Stephen Fry's forced to sing on whose line is it anyway? <laughs> of my upcoming West End hit, <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> Jellical Nerds is Jellical Nerds. I'm still keeping Jellical. I feel like that's the 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 clue, the key to it's all. It's public of this. domain. Don't, don't say the word jellical. <laughs> I'm going to say it a lot, starting now. Jellicle pools, jellipools, jellipools can and jellipools do. I'm Paul Saltyshanks. I'm Paul Keychange. And we are jo- <laughs> we are joined by fucking Daniel again from Cinematic oh. Adventure. Hi. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's got another animal themed disaster movie for us. Yeah, I feel like every time I come on, you you just watch the worst. Uh, well, also every time you don't come on. That's yeah. the point. That is the premise of the podcast. We got to watch Snake Eyes a bit ago. That was nice. That was really nice. We are reviewing Tom Hooper's 2019 fiasco, Cats. Here we go! Adaptation yeah. of Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical. Itself an adaptation of T.S. Eliot's poetry collection, Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats. For decades, they've just made theatre out of any old shit, haven't they? <laughs> this was the start of making cinema from any old shit, my friend. This was the first one. Um, this was the first big budget musical. This is the one that sort of told the world, hey, this is what we need to be trying to do. <laughs> they said that he couldn't, but no one said that he shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, the mate, the future makers of Shrek the musical, Spider Man the musical, all Monop- just rubbing their hands at this stage. Monopoly the musical. Monopoly the go musical away. will go for nine hours. Then the, they'll flip the board over and storm off. That's the big climax. <laughs> the whole set is shaped like the board, and the big climax is the dad, the giant paper mache dad coming say, in. Your dad coming in. <laughs> oh, enough of this. Oh. Bullshit. Anyway, shove it grass. <laughs> uh, the film was released in December 2019 And the hope was That it would appeal to young women Whilst the market was otherwise dominated By Rise of Skywalker Which young women because, hate Because you apparently. know Rise of Skywalker doesn't have a female lead And doesn't appeal to women at all <laughs> But this This on the other hand Will definitely appeal to women <laughs> Absolutely And in spite of the fact that Rise of the Sky Rise of the Skywalker Rise of the Skywalker Rise of the Skywalker In spite of the fact that it went 
more than halfway to accommodating that particular marketing strategy. Um, the <laughs> film still failed to make the production budget back. Critics received the film like an opportunity to make ridiculous puns. The critical consensus <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes is, despite its formidable cast, this Cats mm. adaptation is a clawful mistake that will leave most viewers begging to be put out of their misery. That's the consensus. Oh. That's an <laughs> aggregate of opinion. <laughs> Meaning that most oh, opinions God. contain so many puns that the only way to accurately surmise them is that. That didn't feel like an <laughs> aggregation, though. It felt like Rotten Tomatoes going, we want to be featured on a different aggregated site as our own, <laughs> you know, as our own professional critic entity. Christ, Rotten Tomatoes is going to have an entry on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. My favourite mm. review, and I don't know if you have this written down, but my favourite review is the worst thing to happen to cats since dogs. That's the best. I didn't have that written down. I'd forgotten about it, but I remember reading that, and it's very good. And people say there's no artistry in, criti- in film criticism. <laughs> well, there's about as much artistry as this movie has. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There are plenty Ouch. of reviews out there that are better than Cats. <laughs> the reviews for Cats are better than Cats, including this one, which <laughs> contains two tired people and someone who feels drunk but isn't. <laughs> you just described me three times. <laughs> <laughs> Ty Burr of the Boston Globe's one and a half star review said, There are moments in Cats I would gladly pay to unsee and warned that small children should not watch the film. (laughs) (laughs) That's certainly worth the extra half star on its own. Mm. (laughs) Is is he suggesting that children need to be watching better movies in general or there's something in there that's so deeply offensive? Yeah, that's... Uh, Children, like, they'll absorb it latently and then at 13... Their, their head will explode and they'll go fuck a cat this movie has scenes <laughs> that children will suppress and then it will only come out years later in therapy yeah, yeah. but whereas the, the the musical you know was a great leveler in as much as everyone went to go see that musical and came out thinking yeah I'd fucking anthropomorphize cat this one I feel like you'll come out of with just some sort of more insidious Lovecraftian kind of horror <laughs> <laughs> I've vivisected my cat <laughs> The public reacted to it like, I don't know, furball? That implies that the public saw this. No (laughs) one saw this except for weirdos like us. Oh, no. Well, I I wrote down Joseph Mama at Google, but uh, I didn't write down what Mama said. Maybe she told me not to come. (laughs) Oh, it is quite good. They say Curiosity Mm. killed the cat. Why didn't it kill the movie instead? (laughs) But I've done bumps. I'm glad glad I went hunting for that. (laughs) Uh, The film has 21% on Rotten Tomatoes, 32% on Metacritic. Why? 21% of critics are morons. (laughs) I guarantee 21% of critics gave this a review very much like Roger Ebert's review of Home Alone 3. Just saying, like, it's not a good film, but if you're in a very silly mood, you might like it. It'll be that kind of positive. There's no way you'll like this. (laughs) The average film critic gave it 32% out of the whole thing so mm. god almighty and it has 2.7 percent on imdb sorry it has 2.7 out of 10 on imdb um it also won six golden raspberries including worst picture so good for it beat out Ooh, donald trump cool. this is officially an <laughs> award-winning film it is actually and it's also award nominated because i think it was nominated uh, beautiful ghost was nominated for a grammy i think it might have been for an oscar as well because people don't write original songs for movies anymore. So if you've done one, uh, I know this. They wanted to name to get it nominated for like best picture, best effects, best everything, 
um, including best song, but they pulled out after the frankly warranted thrashing that everyone gave this they pulled out all of their oh. oscar stuff including best song they're all of their lobbying budget that they yeah. put aside <clears throat> yeah that's like, uh, oh this is a enough. disaster <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, uh-oh oh here we go it did receive a nomination for best original song at the golden globes so there's that was... okay well there we go there you can you. get uh, a nomination at the golden globes by showing up so this is the song given that uh taylor swift <laughs> Wrote for Cats, um, which is Beautiful Ghosts, the song that um, Victoria sings immediately after Misery. Oh, okay. The memories were lost long ago. At least you'll have beautiful ghosts. Is that the song that interrupts the only good song in Cats? Misery, yeah, maybe. (laughs) Memory? Misery. Memory? Memory, that's the one. (laughs) (laughs) Misery is, Misery! Let me out of this theater. I didn't know that that's where this song was from, and I wish I still didn't. I wish I could still enjoy the song Memory without knowing it was from Cats. That was a lovely world that we lived in. Welcome to the real world, Daniel. Damn it. (laughs) Oh, fuck me. Okay, look. James Corden is now a three-man, and he fucking deserves it too. (laughs) Wow. There's there's, there's two people spite (laughs) now in this this show. So angry. fuck that guy. He dressed up as cats and made fun of the special effects team at the Oscars. And I'm like, fuck you, you're the worst part. And also, like, the the people in charge of the effects were um, tweeting and was like, I didn't see it. But I'm guessing that James Corden made fun of the hard work that all the special effects people put into the it. The 90-hour weeks that they were pulling, apparently. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, we're, which we're definitely going to do, but we weren't involved in the project, so it's classy yeah. when we do it. <laughs> yeah, it's fun when we do it. We'll make fun of the special effects, but we'll also make fun of James Corden to even it out. Because we'll yeah. make fun of their hard work <laughs> and him making fun sides. of the fact that he was incredibly lazy and stupid. No making fun on this podcast. That's not what this is about. Oh, That's true. Damn, about, I was... This is about wearing our glasses and having a discussion and no laughter. No, If, if I hear one bit, <laughs> one bit of laughter, I'm gone. I am Fine. wearing glasses if that helps. It does. It does help. Oh, free to a man. Free in a bush. Free. So, Daniel, you jellical man, why do you make me watch this a second time? Why are we doing this? <laughs> well, well, I went to the cinema because I heard all the all the great things about cats from uh, even fairies didn't like the cats trailer to worst thing to happen to cats since dogs to uh, a, a podcast which goes from C plus C to C minus gave this a D. Um, right. To all that, I'm just like, I'm gonna see this movie, and I did. And then about ten sure. minutes in, I'm like, this is a mistake. And <laughs> mm. but I couldn't leave, and I knew I couldn't leave because I went there knowing. And when you go there knowing mm. that it's gonna be bad, you can't leave, despite the despite the ending when you really want to. Mm. So so badly. I think and just the ending. And, and all that happened, and then I was like, do you know what? The only consolation prize is going on to a movie podcast where they talk about bad movies and ripping it a new <laughs> asshole. There is that, a new butthole cut. Mm. So, well, look, let's let's talk about the actual experience of watching Cats. Okay. It starts with a cat's face in the night sky, and I remember the whole cinema laughing at that. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no. Straight away. And then that lo-fi electric organ sound starts.
And I remember feeling frightened. <laughs> there's a Dutch and then angle. Right away. There's a Dutch angle. And then straight away. <laughs> the music gets most triumphant to the point where a cat in a sack is carelessly tossed into a pile of garbage. And I just knew. <laughs> I just knew. Of course it was <laughs> tossed in a sack. It looks like a hell spawn. My cat to- <laughs> My cat looks like that, I'd also throw it away. Ah, it looks too human. There's there's another <laughs> scene where the this guy does the exact same to his daughter who fucked the cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You did this. I hope you didn't name her. I named her three times. Oh god. And it starts and it's just Immediately, I just write down, oh, the faces are so bad. Oh, oh they're yeah. so bad. And they shouldn't have done been done, doing that at all. At all. No. <laughs> just, oh, why do they all have human hands? What are they? Yeah. <laughs> why are they doing this? What are why they? Why am I here? Why are we watching it? <laughs> just why? The tales are too strong. Why is this happening? <laughs> I have my notes, and it, so, and it went from, like, a sentence to just writing Jellicle. Five million yeah. times. The song, they repeat Jellicle 50 times and then it stops yeah. and then they start it again at a slightly higher key. <laughs> and they just keep, they do this for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> I figured out what the plot was. Took yeah. me three goes. Have a go. Okay. Let's hear it. So the plot is um, the the fucking cat in the sack uh, is named Victoria, Victoria. Gets rejected yeah. by her family. Gets thrown away. Joins a um, a cat sex cult. Uh, there, yeah. who is and everyone sings a song about how great their life is and that they want to die. Yes, that they want another life because of how great their current life is. And you have the bad guy who's introduced by Taylor Swift, played by Idris Elba, who has magic and is fucking Idris and is fucking Taylor Swift and wants to die anyway, despite the fact that those two things are happening. <laughs> and also fuck Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. So like all the cats are fucking each other, and then and he's got magic, and he's like, "But I want to die," yeah. and I'm like, "Fine, so do I. I'm with you." <laughs> And that's the movie. I want to be the Jellicle choice. I just want to point out right now that my cat is, um, <laughs> he's, he's fallen in love with the plant and he spends a lot of time standing next to it. And right now he's next to it, but he's falling asleep on his feet. And <laughs> as, as we're talking about cats in movie, he's just nodding off like an old dude Yeah. in the post office. Like an old, old Deuteronomy. <laughs> old Deuteronomy. Uh, that's, Ju- yeah, to be honest, Chuck could pass for Judy Dench for his little stubby thing. Legs. Judy Dench in a coat. Judy Dench wearing coats. Oh my god, they're, they're wearing coats oh, that god. look like they're fur and, and so they skin other cats. One of them yeah. rips off their own skin to have fucking... Rebel Wilson cat does, oh, the Gumby god, cat. Oh my god, everything is terrible and the cockroaches have children's faces on them and they eat the cockroaches. Yeah, anything to me. And the mice. Oh god, kill me. There's there's, there's a talent there's a talent show they there meet is in a McKellen. Show. Is there a talent and... show or do they just sing to Victoria? Yeah, true. A lot of the songs do not get seen by Judy Dench, which is unfair. It'd be great if they did, oh, let's recap. You missed like four or five of these. And she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, definitely Rum Tum Tugger should win. Yeah, okay. And then <laughs> Misery Chick is just like, oh. I mean. Yeah, sorry. I, had, I hadn't Chick. heard. I didn't hear Rum Tum Tugger before. 
So we're making we're making jokes about the idea that these cats are competing to die, which it does look like is it's what happens. It's definitely but going competing... to happen. That's 100% what happens. <laughs> it's not even a joke. That is the plot. They're competing for a second life, which seems to involve being floated into the sky through the heavy side layer, which is just the clouds. Mm. On a chandelier, question mark? To be adopted by Christopher Walken. On a chandelier attached to a balloon. <laughs> Mm. Exclamation I've got to say one of my biggest laughs in this was as that fuck the final shot of the movie um, is the chandelier floating into the sky mm-hmm. and Ugh. as I was watching it Katie at this point just before it faded to um, dark um, just went oh <laughs> like that would be the cat's reaction to this <laughs> I, when when that shot happened I'm like thank god the movie's over it wasn't mm. it had a further nine hours to go <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God. Do I have any other jokes that are worth making? Just a minute. Um, oh, <laughs> fucking... Okay, d- um, when Rum Tom Togo shows up... I'm just trying to offer you some feedback here. Well, actually, I just thought I'd have a feed at the back. Ew. What does that mean? Oh, I hate it. Human centipede. Cat centipede. <laughs> Worse. <laughs> Human caterpillar. Oh, no, you win. Human caterpillar wins. <laughs> Speaking of cat puns, the movie has them. People say to each other, cat got your tongue. Uh, yeah. yeah like, look what the great. cat Why? dragged in. It's Why? like, your Why cat. This? I'm just so angry. <laughs> I'm angry at the movie. I'm angry at myself for watching the movie twice. Yeah. Right. I'm angry for you suggesting that I had that? to come on when you, watched, <laughs> when you talked about it. I'm just mainly upset. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we mm. blame you completely. <laughs> it is understandable. Thoroughly. Yeah. <laughs> the other things. The noises that McCavity makes when he transports people away. McCavity! Is mm-hmm. McCavity, he sometimes <laughs> says. Other times he says, <laughs> as he disappears. And just once, yeah. just once, as Ian McKellen yeah. is transported away into the night, into the bag or whatever <laughs> the fuck is going on, Ian McKellen says, McCavity! And it's the funniest fucking thing that ever happened. Ah, oh, man. Because <laughs> he's so great. He's he's the best. Um, um, also, Ray fucking Winston is here uh, as uh, the barge cat. That's always yeah. great. I don't know why. It seems really weird. But hey, it's really Judy Dench in- oh. and Ian McKellen are also here. So. Thoroughly uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> Jennifer Hudson cat wins. Yeah. She she wins the, the, the game because Judy Dench. Yeah, she wins. She was, oh, to explain her a little bit, she was once a glamour cat, but then she went with McCavity, it is said. Yeah. And consequently, all the other cats now hate her, and she's a bit trampy looking. So, yeah. But she sings a really nice song about remembering how nice she used to be, and yeah. so Judy Dench decides that she should live or die. Judy Dench goes, "Yeah, I see how I see that how this would have been emotionally ap- appealing if um would have known anything about any of these characters. You win. <laughs> um, <laughs> if this was a great. movie, you'd be the best. You are the <laughs> only cat that logically wants to die." So congratulations, you <laughs> win. sucks. Yeah. I mean, that is that is what Judy Dench says, is she gives the um the prize to the cat that deserves a second life. So I just don't see yeah. why. But uh, to, incidentally, this is vaguely in the musical. It's I think it's vaguely implied they're all competing, but really it's just a bunch of cats who come on one by one or occasionally in a couple, if it's, you know, Mungo Jerry and um, Rumpelteaser, and yeah. sing a song about them. Oh, for fuck's sake, these names. <laughs> yeah. Blame T T E Elliot? T S Elliot? One of the Elliots. Blame them both. Fuck him. <laughs> so B S Elliot more like. Ah, but I'm done. 
<laughs> he's a legend. He's a literary Shit. genius. Somebody get this guy laid. Um, <laughs> Quick, please. <laughs> Judy Dench, at what stage, in, a, in approval of Ian McKellen's performance, um, just exposes her crotch. Yeah. yeah. Nimbly moves uh, a leg into the air. Uh, and I think the nudity of the cats, just occasionally, is really quite... <sighs> arousing. <laughs> Certainly when naked, and arousing. when naked Idris Elba shows up. Yeah, okay, so here's the thing. All the cats are naked... But he's really naked. Like, so naked. He's actually because naked. Because his fur looks exactly like his skin colour. And it's very upsetting. Yes. Don't make me upset to mm. see Ian McKellen... Na- not Ian McKellen. Uh, fucking Idris Elba naked. That's unfair. <laughs> that should be a glorious moment in all our lives. But just the... <laughs> just him naked, but also sort of dancing and shimmying about the place. You know, and occasionally, <laughs> like, stretching his legs out in a way that... Were this not CGI, you'd get a proper look up there. It's just... <laughs> Very confronting. Seeing that turn me straight. I can't emphasize <laughs> enough how much I don't like that moment. It's a it's a, a mouthful of a moment. <laughs> it really is. Uh, yeah, so we're near the end. Oh, thank God. As alluded to earlier, the balloon floats off and Judy Tench takes this opportunity <laughs> to turn dead to camera and address the entire audience as they laugh for all over the world to explain to them the things that you've learned about cats. Namely, <laughs> that they are not dogs. But how would you address a cat? So first, your memory I'll jog and say a cat is not a dog. Yeah, when she turned the camera and said they are not dogs, I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Out loud. I was very angry. <laughs> And loud. I was like, hey! Is that what the entire movie was about? What the hell are you talking about? You're still gonna- Fuck this. I couldn't leave. <laughs> well, I wanted to. Well, they went, oh no, we've got to make this mean something. People won't just watch it if they think it's just songs about cats. By now, everyone's going to be very angry. We're going to have to do something. <laughs> Trust me, guys. I'm acclaimed director Tom Hooper. These guys are going to hate this. Victoria and Mr. Mistopheles get off of each other. Jennifer Hudson dies and that's the end. Now, <laughs> well, actually, let's go to Paul first. Paul, you you were the only one of us who hadn't seen this before. How did it how did it happen to you? I put it off all week. <laughs> yes. And, Good plan. Um, watched it at the very last minute last night. Uh, and I so actively remember nothing about it. Because... It, it came on, and yeah, it's as you described, the lo-fi organ, the the dutch angle, yeah. the, the, the people moving about on screen as if it's a play. Um, mm. Like the, 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 the cardinal sin of just forgetting what medium this is. <laughs> right. um, and and I found myself, I just come to occasionally looking at my phone and going, no, come on, Paul, you're, you're watching Cats, watch Cats. And I'd, and I'd raise my head, raise eye level. What have I told you about putting your phone in the fridge at the beginning of all of this? <laughs> And I'd, and I'd raise eye level and go, okay, cats. Let's watch the cats. Okay, trivia section for cats on IMDb. That's interesting. <laughs> Reading a lot of... Come on, Paul, you've got to be watching the cats. The cats that you're uh. supposed to be watching for the podcast. I couldn't. This is... This is... This is... This is... What's what's the word? This is Horrific. just aggressively unwatchable. 
Um, Paul, I was I was thinking um I was thinking about this when I was in the cinema. I'm like, there's no way that anyone can watch Cats the way that I was watching Cats in the cinema. If you're watching it at home, that exact thing is going to happen. You're going to get distracted easily. Yeah, it's sitting yeah. in yeah. cinema without your phone, like surrounded like by people that also hate cats, <laughs> but are forced to watch it by their own choice is an experience. Yeah. I, I found standing up and and. Just, just pacing the room whilst I watched it was the best, <laughs> the best medium for me mm-hmm. because there was otherwise I'd be sitting down and reaching for things. Yeah, and like, like looking a knife. at my loved ones. Yeah, <laughs> I mean my oh. cock because I'm so turned on by the cat. But... <laughs> my God, Paul, this would be in my bottom ten, and I don't. Wow. And I don't. And I, I don't hate it. Is this is the thing, right? I don't. Right. I, I don't hate it because there are way more hateful. Yeah, just irreproachable movies out there. But every decision in this was a misstep. Everything, yes. every decision was a bad one, and it's just so bankrupt, so artistically void <laughs> that I, it has to be in there for me. Wow. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It, it certainly has that. You've all you, you've heard the complaints. the The CGI is terrible. It looks awful and uncanny. Any actual dancing talent possessed by the cast or the extras is buried under a thick layer of artifice. Oh, God. You remember those twins from Men in Black International, the bad guys who did all the dancing? Yeah. yeah. They're fucking in this. They play a pair of, like, just oh, uh, the dance in the, in the orgy sequence. Something like they, that. They played Plato and Socrates in this, I think. Yeah, the aesthetic is bad. The world looks ugly. The changing scale of things where the cats are sometimes as wide as a railroad and sometimes have whole theatres that seem designed to suit perfectly them makes it feel totally untethered to reality so it doesn't feel like an authentic world. There's no story because the play had no story and they decided to half put one in by introducing a protagonist but it's an hour before she even gets asked about like her story. She gets abandoned at the beginning and an hour in Judy Dench is like so what happened to you? Yeah. Oh fuck. I know why she's there. She's there right. because in the play, and I haven't seen the play yeah. for obvious reasons. I've seen the movie for less obvious reasons. <laughs> but in the play, the cats are singing to the audience. So yes. she's just there to be the audience. Also, her name yeah. is Victoria. And in a world of rumble teaser and fuckface, why is her name so normal? <laughs> because they didn't have another T.S. or T.E. Elliot thing to pull on. Oh, come so... on. We could, we could easily brainstorm a wonderful <laughs> name for her. Go for it. Bactal Munda. That's pretty good. Anne Robinson. Why the fuck didn't Judy Dench address her final comments to Victoria instead of us then? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. What's the, why look into my soul when you can look <sighs> into hers? <laughs> don't, don't burn my soul. Don't make me address my own decisions, Judy Dench. <laughs> I lost you and Macbeth not three days not ago. Dogs, Vivian McKellen. I hate cats more now. <laughs> I actively, I, I look at my cat and I'm like, you did this. Oh, the species. This is your fault. As opposed to the musical. For existing. <laughs> you inspired this. You inspired T.S. and or T.E. Eliot, Tess Eliot, and made this fucking happen via osmosis. Fucking hell. God. I'm just so embarrassed watching this movie. I, I just couldn't yeah. stop cringing. Everything was it's just like watching, I said to you yesterday, it's just like watching a, mm. a, a comedian bomb. Or yeah. it's, it's like watching someone make an absolute fool of themselves at a school assembly. Like, yeah, you, know, you but- can just see all the cool kids sniggering and thinking, oh, we're going to bully them for the rest of their school life. <laughs> <laughs> it just it, it just felt so yeah. bad for it. Mm. 
Like, it, 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 it engendered pity in me, which is a terrible <laughs> yeah. thing to say. I, I'm not. I don't, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yeah, it's that kind of movie. <laughs> I guess so. I, I mean, I am fairly disappointed. I had hopes. I had some hopes for what this might have been. I had been, no hope. Sucker. <laughs> the most interesting thing about this for me is that I, I believe the biggest fault with it pertains to the different ways in which people are willing to suspend their disbelief for theatre and for film. In theatre, if a bunch of people dressed in lycra want to come on and dance in a sexually provocative way while singing somewhat catchy songs with terrible lyrics um, in a really well-staged <laughs> Trevor Nunn, you know, lit, well, mm. fairly well-choreographed um, Trevor Nunn lit. thing, then people will do that. They'll enjoy that. They'll enjoy it because what the audience are expecting from that experience are good songs, good performance, and a sort of spectacle. When people go to a film, you just couldn't do that there is an expectation i think for some sort of story can you this is the thing though the cgi is not only terrible it's unnecessary yes the greatest showman is a movie that not only exists but got really popular despite having a really yeah. terrible story and that is basically this uh, theater play on screen so just do that but for cats and uh, and it will only be half as bad I no i mean yes i think this would be a different story, I think, without the this awful CGI and also the terrible editing. Because the thing is, the dancing is not only obfuscated by the terrible CGI, it's also really poorly edited in that horrible yeah. way that sometimes musicals are, very much like Chicago was, <laughs> Yeah, where you're just cutting too often. It's very hard to see more than a few moves in a row without a it's cut, not... and it just makes the yeah. audience think it's not really happening. It's not no dames, is it? <laughs> it's not. It's not a single take <laughs> kind of wonderment style thing, and... Yeah, I don't know. It's not really up for grabs whether or not this is a good film. Most people agree it's not. But yeah. there is talk of it becoming a so bad it's good cult film. So I'd like to ask you, do you think it deserves that? Uh, yes, mainly because it's the only movie from either my best or worst list that I remember. And I've True. kept telling <laughs> people to watch it the entire time. Every time I bring up Cats, which is quite often... I'm like, you need to watch it. And then they're like, no. And and I have no rebuttal for that. (laughs) They're the smartest people I've ever met. Yeah. (laughs) But so bad it's good, like The Room or whatever. Uh, Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. But it's not so bad it's good. It's so bad it's interesting. It needs to be true. I would say my my, my, my first watch, it Mm. it left me feeling very, very sad and despondent, which is not (laughs) what I want with my so bad it's good movies. But it's on an, an almost an unknowable level like pass through i would say right but i wasn't laughing i was just really sad right and and, and not enjoying myself here's the thing about so bad they're good movies they have to keep coming up with new ways to be baffling and strange neil breen achieves that from his first shot to his last shot he's coming up with something fucking crazy that you've never seen in a film before and wonder why he bothered to do that you think you're used to all the dialogue and performances here's me on a clip up (laughs) <laughs> here's me in a 3d world of my own imagining like <laughs> it's it's fucking madness this has a few ways of being bad and yeah. it, there's a long stretch there where nothing new bad is happening like you've gotten used to the idea of the confronting sexual nature of the cgi cats i don't think i can ever get used to that <laughs> i acclimatize surprisingly quickly you've gotten used to the terrible cgi and how awful the faces look uh, apologies cgi artists i don't imagine it's your fault this just shouldn't have been done Apparently, they uh, like uh, under promise of anonymity, <clears throat> they um, reported to 
a, a paper. I can't remember which one it is. That uh, I thought you meant under promise of anonymity, they agreed to take part in the film. <laughs> that first, but then also later to uh, yeah confess they were forced to work ninety hour weeks to meet a oh, realistic shit. deadline. Apparently, That's they had awful. more time to to do the trailer than they did the movie. Fucking hell! The same studio that did this, the spe- the special effects of this. Did Sonic. Yeah. And, and Sonic, they took Sonic back. Yeah, the fact that they fixed Sonic proves that it wasn't their fault. It's the fucking directors True. being like, I want to make sexually sexual cats with stapled on faces. Well, I think at <clears> some <throat> point they must have just known we're past the point of no return in terms of doing this. We shouldn't yeah. have agreed to do it. It was a bad idea. Our only hope is to try and make the Christmas slot and compete with Star Wars for people who don't like Star Wars. I don't and- like Star Wars. And I saw this and I, and I like Star Wars now out of contrast yeah it drives it drove people to star wars maybe that this film is solely responsible for the rise of skywalker's high box office do do you know what happened uh with the critic screening did you read about this no they gave they did a critic critic screening screening? yeah they did a critic screening during star wars's critic screening it's like oh oh you're doing star wars well the rest of you come here with the cats (laughs) so they did the critic screening during the star wars critic screening and they gave them cat ears and alcohol. Oh, I have heard <laughs> this. It's like a hen night. Yeah. yeah. It, Fuck me, that's so sad critic- because that would be me. I was the guy at fucking Cannes Film Festival who couldn't get into Terry Gilliam's, you know, Don Quixote shit fest. I would have been lured away by promises of cats and buttholes. Oh my God. <laughs> We're talking buttholes because the famously, like the rest of this nightmare, yeah. uh, there was... CGI that looked kind of like buttholes and it's not like they CGI'd on buttholes but like sort of like the, the CGI looked like buttholes so, the, so there, was this, there was a guy that was paid real money and his real yeah. job was to remove anything that might look like a butthole and frankly yeah. people are like give me the Snyder Cut release the butthole cut you cowards yeah that became a Twitter trend, release the butthole cut, which was I loved. It's one of my favorite things about this movie because as soon as I saw it, it was such a lovely response to the release of the Snyder Cut people, who many of whom <laughs> were dominated by very unpleasant, you know, internet trolls. That's, which is a shame. And you know, the Zack Snyder genuine fandom doesn't deserve such people. None of us do. But it was a very nice response to them. Of yeah, release the butthole cut. That's something we can all get behind. <laughs> You acclimatize to yeah. this. You get used to the ways in which it's bad. And it doesn't get funny bad again for me. In between, I'd say James Corden's um, song and probably yeah. maybe even Judy Dench's, apart from McCavity, Judy Dench's <laughs> staring down the fucking camera. That's a oh. long time to not be funny bad. Yeah. But fortunately, it is in that section where there are one or two moments that I actually kind of sincerely liked and... Maybe we should get on to those now. Maybe we should actually quick fire. All right. Quick fire. Okay, cool. Um, I liked the the visual but, gag uh-huh. of Rebel Wilson unzipping a cat body and there being a costume. Oh, really? That's, I hate it. It's mainly horrifying. That was, that was, that was fairly inventive. <laughs> she does it twice. Better than anything else that was going on in that scene. She does it twice. And at one point, it's a plot point that she does it because it helps her get out of her chains when she's... We didn't, I don't think we even mentioned uh. that McCavity was kidnapping some of the cats and keeping them on a barge with Ray Winston. I don't think it's uh, worth yeah, mentioning. Because it, nothing <laughs> happens with it. It, it mainly <laughs> is just like, hey, this magician guy is like, hey, you can do it for nine hours. And then he does it. And I'm like, oh... Well, that the only yeah. plot point of the film has been now being resolved. Congratulations! Why are we complaining well, I wasn't about the keeping good thing? track of this? 
this layered complex plot this inception-esque <laughs> plot um i liked it when the cat that animated rebel wilson unzipped a cat body that was fun <laughs> that's so strange okay i like ian mckellen i like commitment in bad yes, movies agreed. it's like i'm an actor i'm in a movie i'm gonna try you want me to yeah. be a cat i'll be a cat meow gus is the cat at the theater door my name, as I ought to have told you before, is really Asparagus, but that's such a fuss to pronounce that they usually call me just Gus. I'll agree with that. I, I liked the way he looked. I liked his his weird kind of aesthetic, his shabby cat aesthetic, and I quite liked his performance for the most part. There were a couple of weird bits, but um, yeah, it was very surreal because. <laughs> For the other podcast, um, the Macbeth one, we recently watched the, um, interestingly enough, the 1979 adaptation of Macbeth starring Ian McKellen and Judi Dench that was directed by Trevor Nunn, the guy who did the original stage play of Cats. So, oh, wow. very similar to this. Very thematic. Yeah, it was just, it was odd seeing sort of Ian, <clears throat> Sir, Sir Ian McKellen in this different context of tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow meow 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 <laughs> just fucking hell oh, I love you, my favorite cat was monkstrap um the kind of gray one who kind of explains the rules to victoria there was just he doesn't have his own song as such mm. he joins in a bit in scramble shanks for the most part he's just kind of around and it's kind of like the dad Mealess. of the cats the naming of cats is a difficult matter. It isn't just one of your holiday games. He's just yeah. like the handler. You know, you get the impression nothing nothing bad's going to happen when Monkstrap's about. And I just like that. Aww. He had a commanding presence to him, which I found very endearing. Love that monkey boy. I love that monkey boy. All right. Um, look, there are various dance moves, dancers and singers in there who gave great performances, mm. um, obscured by all of this editing and, and yeah. so on. Can't keep track of all of them, but there were some in there. Um, yeah. Jennifer Hudson was probably the yeah the the best. Um, she was actually genuinely good. And if uh-huh. as I shittily joked about earlier, if there had been any story and like context, uh, like anything yeah. developing these characters, then I would have probably felt something when she belts out memory. Yeah. Can smile at the old days. I was beautiful then. Agreed. Uh, she um, gave a very good performance, and Victoria had a couple of good ballet moves now and then. Yeah, she's well. She's a balletist. Yes, yeah. Um, there is yeah. genuinely good I dancing can't... in this. It's just yeah. hidden. Yeah, which yeah. is annoying because, like, the point yeah. of filming <laughs> real dancing is to show yeah. it. But you're covering yeah. it in shitty CGI and then you're editing it to hell. Yeah. Why are we complaining about the good stuff? That's how bad this movie is. <laughs> yeah, uh, le- help us. Leaders were another good thing, Daniel. I like the um, the fan response to this. I like the fact that it became instantly a cult movie. Like, there's yeah. a podcast called Why Cats, which is <laughs> about the movie Cats. And they bring on, like, experts and wow. um, <laughs> critics and comedians to talk about cats. They brought on some uh, special effects guys. That podcast. Why cats? Wow. 
Okay, and what's the vibe? Is it an appreciation p- podcast or is it a sort of what the fuck happened podcast? Uh, it's an appreciation podcast. They're like, there's no way oh, that wow. this is the worst movie. We're going to prove right. it. And so they, huh. they bring in like wow. fucking experts. Like, yeah, this CGI was really hard to do and is actually really impressive despite the fact that it looks like an they say that about the prequels as well it's like no no no, you don't realize the new things that they're doing here that looks like crap (laughs) um Mm. oh christ someone's gotta do i guess just a quick one every time somebody was from behind the cat heads do look kind of like cat heads especially judy dench so sometimes when they're doing a reverse shot you know over the shoulder one character is in the background talking to a cat whose back of the head is in the foreground it does just look like the characters are talking to a massive fucking cat yeah. that just shoved its head into frame. <laughs> the opening shot when it's all the silhouettes, when it's all the silhouettes and yeah. all the cats, they, they're like, hey, that actually looks pretty, oh my god. Yeah, no. then you see their face. <laughs> and then I saw her oh. face. <laughs> and I ran for the exit. <laughs> the first half of James Corden's song was actually quite How good. How dare you. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm gonna just. I'm. I'm saying it. I'm gonna fight everyone, starting with you, Ian at home. They were just trying to um, imagine someone who's not James Corden singing it. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Oh yeah, it was. Um, it was just there was a like a kind of visual narrative to it. He was moving along and things were happening yeah. to him as he was as he was doing that. And yeah, he was clearly describing himself. It wasn't a key change. He didn't keep saying Jellicle over and over again. <laughs> And yeah, it, it, like I felt like, oh, I might actually get to know this character. Yeah. Um, and uh, the second half of it, when McCavity jumped in, then it was just nonsense again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah, it felt like an actual song. Good stuff. When uh, what's the? I don't know the name of any of these songs, but the railway cat. What he's singing about being on the yeah, railway. Yeah, Scribble Shanks. Scribble Shanks. Yep. He's singing about being on the railway and he's dead on the railway. I'm like, yes. Do this! <laughs> what the hell's this rest well, of this bullshit? Do this fairy tale bullshit! That's, that's yeah. what I wanted from cats! Well, you're, you're preempting me a little here because that's actually probably my favourite song in the fucking thing is Scrimble Shank's song. Yeah. You could say that by and large it was me who was in charge of the sleeping car express. From the driver and the guards to the titan playing cards, I would supervise them all, more or less. I will watch you without winking, and I'll see what you are thinking, and it's certain that I wouldn't approve of hilarity and riot. So the folk are very quiet when Skimble is about and on the move. I love the way it moves along. I love the kind of melody to it. I like how it's this really upbeat kind of song that's basically just about a cat who is a bit nice to passengers on a train, but he sings as if he's the best fucking cat in the world. I like all that. I like, And I like, in the um, taped version of the musical I've seen, Scrimbleshanks is kind of an old doddery kind of guy, kind of like a slightly younger Gus. Um, mm. I like the fact they've replaced him with a fucking packed young dude with a big mustache is this scrum- mm. Scrimbleshanks. And he shows up with his red trousers and he's tap dancing and he's got a big... Um, what do you call it? Um, mutton chops, and he's just fucking cool. I like that guy. And I like he looked that like song. Frank Carter. I was expecting him to just start like <laughs> screaming until he puked. <laughs> I 
didn't have those expectations. I um, <laughs> I just enjoyed his lovely song. Oh, yeah, what a lovely boy. A lovely boy. There's one moment at the, actually at the beginning of Corden's song um, where Rebel Wilson says, "Oh, this is like something. Oh, don't listen to him. He's a bastard." And it gets cut off by the beginning. Oh of the song. yeah. Don't you listen to him because he is a complete nutter. Bust up a joke. Good comedic timing. Was it? Credit where credit's due. Censoring with uh, songs and music and gags is always fun. Like in action movies where they start swearing and then it turns into a gunshot because guns are better than swear words. It's not in the movie. But, like, the fact that people okay. come together and it just, that just, there was me in one row and there was just this group of, like, teenagers and we were having mm. the best time. We were making so That's much, good. we were making fun of the movie and the... To have yeah. a movie that, like, in where Star Wars and Doctor Who and all this other stuff is very divisive and shitty, mm. um, to have this terrible movie bring people together to make fun That's of true. It. In a time when uh, everybody is so divided over everything, you know, where we have this, everyone's got to have a side, you know, and fight that side so vehemently, it is kind of nice that everybody dislikes, to some extent, Cats. Something I genuinely enjoyed about Cats. Now, in the stage play... The cat that always used to turn me on the most as a teenager was, <laughs> oh, yeah. aside from Rum Tum Tugger and his extraordinary <laughs> hips, was Rumpelteaser. She's fucking great. And yeah. in this, she and Mungo Jerry have quite a fun kind of thing. Their song is all right. It was Mungo Jerry. Rumpelteaser. And most of the time, they leave it at that. I like the performances they're putting into it. They're being the cheeky ones, as you'd expect. And I kind of like the set piece. It looked like they had an actual set in the form of that bedroom and the dining room. The staircase? No, the staircase was a big CGI green screen, you can tell. But parts of it looked like an actual set. Them having fun with the idea that these are smaller figures in a larger world, which just feels like something that should have been happening way more often. And and I'm still... uh, And in spite of all the terrible CGI, Rumble Teaser's still pretty hot. Yeah, Rumpelteaser and Mungo Jerry's was probably my favourite song, yeah. and mostly because they had quite nice accents, the pair of yeah. them, and um, both very playful. Both, yeah, just both objectively sexy cats. Fuck yeah. Was Rumpelteaser slightly Scottish? Um, I, well, in the stage play, she's Cockney all the way through. It's Rumpelteaser. Yeah. But, um... Because I know Mungo Jerry's Cockney in this, but... Oh, um, maybe maybe they did. Maybe they went Scottish. Yeah, Rumpelteaser they're meant to be, had a little bit of a Scottish... They're meant to be siblings, but... Little... Eh, fuck it. Ah. Different mum, different dad. <laughs> Siblings from a do- from another parent. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that goes. Yeah, actually, from that um, from that song, there's a shot of Francesca Hayward, Victoria at the table with a giant knife and fork. That was really cute. <laughs> yeah, yes, she that was, was really, in the trailer. Ready to tuck in. She's got a big smile. I remember that from the trailer. I'm thinking, huh. It's very cute. People yeah. complain about the scale of the cats, and I'm like, who cares? Mm. That's one of those things that's just like <laughs> you're just looking for stuff now. There's plenty of stuff. Who cares? It's fun. There's Maybe the part where they're, they're playing, mucking around and they're wearing jewellery. Will that fit them? I don't yeah. care. I did complain a bit about... i on my cat. <laughs> I do. I don't know. Um, I, I complained <laughs> a little cat. bit about the inconsistent... On your cat, trust me. I have complained a little bit about the uh, differing scales because I, feel, I felt that it meant you were less likely to engage with the world considering how inconsistent it is. But you're right. To some extent, it's uh, not seeing the forest for the trees. Which does happen. Yeah, it, the whole movie is bonkers, weird, and stupid at this yeah. point. Scaling, I mean, that's just another <laughs> thing. It's like it's like a tiny top of a really <laughs> shit sandwich. Oh, Speak- white bread. 
<laughs> That's unhealthy. <laughs> let me put, let me offer this. Beautiful Ghosts by Miss Taylor Swift. Most of the song mm-hmm. I found fairly bland, and there were a couple of quite bad lyrics in there. The um, all that I wanted was to be wanted. Uh, that kind of recursive thing is never really. I really hate that that song interrupted memories. It's like fuck you. It's the only good well, song. Here's the thing. I like the chorus. And the memories were lost long ago. But at least you have beautiful ghosts. The way that's sung, in a kind of sad, melancholy way, that I really liked. And that has actually stuck with me. That's the thing I've been humming to myself the last few days, which is irritating because it's only two lines. And when it's only two (laughs) lines that you're humming to yourself, it's quite insufferable. So your good thing is an insufferable song. (laughs) It sure is. Hey, good things can become... Good songs can become insufferable through repetition. Mm. Um, Just look at... Uh, get lucky. My last one. There was, I think they're in the theatre and there's this whole bit where their tails shiver yes. and then they sort of fall flat uh, when they sense something wrong. And that was just, yeah, that was actually very hmm. good. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, yeah, no, there's just something about the the synchronicity of it um, and the camera not cutting away from it for no reason whatsoever. It was, <laughs> yeah. Just like a continuous movement, it, it, it hit. It's one of those moments that reminded me that I was watching a performance piece yeah. with talented people. Yes. Um, it's a shame how easy that and... is to forget. <laughs> that that's what this yeah. is for. This is a showcase for dancers and singers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then show them. Showcase <laughs> <forgot>. them. <laughs> show that case. I forgot these people had talent. I am going to highlight Laurie Davidson as Mr. Mistopheles. I think he's great. I think I love how expressive he is. He's always looking kind of bashful. Uh, yeah, incidentally, I kind of like that conceit as well because in the play again, they're just singing, and I believe actually, the song is entirely sung by Ram Tam Tugger about Mister Mistopheles, and there's a big gay shipping going on there, which is quite fun. In this, Mister Mistopheles is kind of singing his own song and other people around him, and the idea is that he's trying to summon back Judy Dench, and eventually does so successfully, which is kind of crazy, but fuck it, it's cats. I kind of like that. I like the way the song keeps failing and sort of coming to a halt and then having to start up again in earnest and um, build up again. A cat so clever as magical Mr. Yeah, no a, little bit. a little bit. But Laurie Davidson, I feel, gives a solid performance <laughs> as the kind of... Um, also in the stage play, he looks like Andrew Lloyd Webber, which disturbs me. So I was glad to see in this one, he just, looks like, he just looks like a sweet boy. Aww. He's a sweet boy. He was kind of bashful. Good. He was bashful, is what he was. Uh, Paul, did we get anything from the OG team? That OG team! Anita... Uh, an o- OG team! Wow! <laughs> Anita, the last VCR, uh, says Mr. Mistopheles and McCarthy were the only well-acted performances. Green Loveheart. Yeah, there's some good performances Mm. there. Can I just say, that's a fucking great um, Twitter handle. Yeah, that's the name, and and the handle is Sail into the 90s. Fuck yeah. I just uh, love the idea of the last VCR, you know? 
such a sad concept, yeah. but so beautiful. <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis playing the last VCR. <laughs> a teacher um, to speak English with this tape. Um, he'd win Best Actor by com- by pretending to be a VCR for two and a half years. <laughs> living in someone's living room. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to wind me up. We Deserve Cats 2019, now on YouTube at Harrison Vivo. Um... Prompted by Elliot J. J. O'Neill. Yeah, he's linking a video. We deserve cats. An exploration of grief. Uh, It goes for an hour and a bit, which is like the fact that a movie... That's another good thing. The fact that a movie can have an hour and a bit analysis of it is just... It's Mm. just perfect. Oh, God, yeah. I think Lindsay Ellis put up something Mm. similar. Yeah, there's some very interesting cat stuff out there. We should all go and check that out, everyone. After this. You listen to this to the end. <laughs> yeah, don't go away because we're, we're telling people stuff about you. <laughs> don't listen. Don't just log off now. Clock out. <laughs> Shift done. Oh, they're onto the OG team. I hate this bit. Ka-chunk. The sound of their phone smashing against the wall. <laughs> Hello. Listeners at home. Hello. Hello. That was your phone. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> that. Beyond the box set uh, said hashtag release the butthole cut. Yep. And release it. Moving on to f- Facebook. Whoa. Ellen Graham said, um, I watched this after a very silly clowning rehearsal and I cannot fault the movie for the wonderful time I had having a drunken out-of-body experience with a band of giggling clowns in full makeup. Uh, Visitor Mistopheles is my favourite cat song and the choice to make him a shy cat in need of encouragement was kind yeah. of cute since there is no real character development in the show. No, exactly. Anyone. That was my addition. A shy cat, um, yeah. That Again, she completely said it. That's exactly what I felt yeah. about that character and that sequence. Shy cat. Oh, he's a The fact that this movie was enjoyed by drunk clowns does not surprise me in the least. <laughs> but I have follow-up questions. <laughs> let me, let me, let me continue Ellen Graham's one good thing, and mm. uh, and then we can ask all the questions at the end. Let's see about if some of those answers. Horrible are here. clown, Ellen Graham. <laughs> Drunken clown. <laughs> Drunken murder clown. Scribble Shanks is the best number in the film by far. Fuck the dancing yes. is not just the best in the film. Not saying much since the choreography is whack and shot terribly, but a really <laughs> solid piece of tap dancing. Yeah, I agree. Tap dancing is rad. Yeah. Rack, rad and sick and sweet. All those Holy things. Shit. Also, I actually teared up with Gus the Theatre Cat. Sir Ian had the right twinkly energy for what should have been a silly <laughs> film about cats. I feel like you could have read um, that tweet and just not have had me in the show because that's pretty much all of my good points about this. Yeah, thanks once again, Ellen Graham, for rendering thanks, us Ellen. useless. I appreciate summing it up. Yeah, most mostly agree with that. I, I found mm. I did find Ian McKellen just a little cringy, even so, probably because he was trying so hard, Aww. and there wasn't there wasn't the the support around him. Um, it just made me think of The Hobbit again when he cried and and shouted at Peter Jackson because it's not how Aww. films are made. No, I, I um, liked him. And I like the fact that the I other love- cats all seem to uh, respect him. Respect him, yeah. They, yeah. That wasn't in the script, but they're just ba- on about. <laughs> I like um, that, you know, they're all just... Love Ian McKellen. And they all give that weird yowling round of a, round of a yowls. All the cats the were like, dude, it's Ian McKellen. <laughs> Better cat. <laughs> Show some fucking respect. <laughs> That's it. Thanks, OGT. Thanks, OGT. OGT is coming now. Um... <laughs> All right, let's talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. Dogville. <laughs> um, um, oh, yeah, that's good. It's is, is my first one, but also, as well as definitely, you should watch Dogville. <laughs> if you're looking for emotional investment, you know, to actually make the songs mean something, as well as, as, well as a film that is just, 
It's really cheeky. It feels original when you're watching it. It's got cheeky. the right look and just a, a really great cast. Sorry? It's cheeky. So cheeky. It's cheeky. It's a cheeky one. It's Moulin Rouge. Moulin oh, right. Rouge! Yes! I love Moulin Rouge. Yeah, no, I, that was that was a setup to my next suggestion rather than me saying Dogville. So cheeky when they... No, 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 I know, but I thought you were going towards um, Mary Poppins Returns because you mentioned it to me whilst watching this. And so I thought we were that heading was... in that direction. I was wondering, how cheeky is that? But you're right, fucking Moulin Rouge Moulin is Moulin Rouge cheeky. is so fun. Yeah. I can't believe it won Best Picture, but it's so much fun. <laughs> it's great. And, 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 and when, you know, by the time of Come What May at the end, mm. you're, just, you're just blubbering. Uh, it's just a mess it's so you're so deeply like connected to these characters it, it, it it's I, it's just wonderful it really it really is and they could the cats could probably learn a lot from I Umbrella saw Rouge Moulin Rouge without any context and when he opened his fucking mouth and it turned out that he was singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow I'm like oh oh we're doing this I was on board yeah. <laughs> it's Baz Luhrmann doffs his hat and goes yeah it's me everyone oh. Um, oh, Mary Poppins was my third choice, but I was oh. going to wait and see if if anybody had mentioned it or not. <laughs> um, my pick is uh, "Cats Don't Dance," which is a dream. Which is, oh. uh, I think, oh, a dream I had. <laughs> uh, but it's Warner Brothers. It's a Warner Brothers animated movie uh, about mm. cats. That it's basically Zootopia, but they're actors, and it's cats don't dance yeah. and. Th- it's great. It's got great singing and dancing. The cats are amazing. They look like cats. That, that's good. Oh, yeah. That's it's decent. animated even better. It's very sweet and fun. It's got great cat design. Mainly I'm doing it for the cat design because, like, I forgot what good cat design is. Yeah, it's got to be about that cat design. <laughs> that's what a cat looks like. And the villain is a little girl whose bodyguard is Frankenstein's monster. And it's set in like the 1930s, so one of the characters is uh, King Kong, and King Kong has yeah. and King Kong has yeah. this voice. Oh, hello, guys! I'm just going on to set. Have fun. <laughs> and that's King Kong, and it's that's brilliant. By James Corden. I love him. <laughs> my my one better thing. Yeah. One thing that does bother me is the idea that people would, after this movie, go and see the musical Cats with the intention of laughing derisively all the way through it. There's a lot of people who sort of ta- have that. It's a very sincere part of their memory and their past. And it has its own fan base. It was very successful, both critically and commercially. And from what I've seen of it, I quite like it. From what I remember of it, from my hazy teenage memories of not paying attention to it being on the TV when my sister played the VHS we had, I'd recommend go hunt out that VHS, which I'm sure someone's on Google on Mu- It's now. on Google Movies. If you're, you're talking about Cats, Cats the Play is on Google Movies. I bought it. The yeah. moment I saw the movie, I'm, I bought it and I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> well, I'll give it a watch. I... I feel like this sort of thing, I mean, it's never going to be the same as actually going to a theatre and seeing it. Um, that's always going to have a slightly different effect. But I feel like just the little clips I watched in preparation for this of the um, stage play charmed me way, way more to the point where I actually thought, OK, I'm going to that's the Scrimbleshank song and the stage play. That's great. I'm going to go watch it again in the film. And just immediately upon seeing the CGI cats again, was just like, no, 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 <laughs> that's right. That's right. Okay. Oh gosh. I mustn't review Cats the stage musical during this. I must remember mm-hmm. we're reviewing Cats the Tom Hooper nightmare. The Toby Hooper nightmare. Um <laughs> so yeah, I recommend check out the stage uh, musical, the taped yeah. version of it. And Mary Poppins returns. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 very sweet and Lin Manuel Miranda is just very good. Just so so good. <laughs> He's very good. 
He didn't yeah. write the songs for Mary Poppins Returns. No, he sung uh, one of them and he was in the movie and he wrote others. So I can see why you'd think that, but he didn't write any of the songs. Mm. They are good songs though. Oh yeah, song, cool. song lyrics by Scott Whitman. Who are you, Scott Whitman? No one. Probably, probably someone. Good stuff. Okay, that was the one better thing. The one better thing. Daniel, how can people find out about you and your cinematic adventure that you're on? I have a podcast called Cinematic Adventures with my uh, co-host Jackie. Jackie has seen every movie, apparently, and she's like, why are you only watching these terrible movies? You should watch good movies with me. And we were trying to figure out that. She has, very, she has made it very clear that we are not film critics, we're dorks. So we talk about movies and go on tangents. Good distinction. One week, uh, I recommend a movie. The next week, she recommends a movie and we go back and forth. So yeah. we've done we've done um, Thor Ragnarok, and so we're doing back and forth. Next up is Bollywood, I think. So yeah, that's, we're doing that. Cinematic that Adventures. Follow us on Twitter, Cinematic Adventure Pod. Uh, ran out of letters, and um, subscribe. <laughs> Do it. Do it now, all of you. We'll wait. Get your phone. Put your phone back together. I don't know how you're still hearing this. And subscribe <laughs> to Cinematic Adventures. Uh, Paul, how can people feel about your podcast? Well, my podcast is all about me uh, and all the great films I love. Um, uh, well, that's illegal now. Oh, shit, because you... Yeah. You called the FBI <laughs> and you told them that I was planning to blow up a stadium or something. And they're like, right, shut it down, shut everything down. No, you can get on, uh, get in touch with us at OGT Pods or Facebook and Twitter. Um, if you want to send us an email at Gmail, you can do that, OGTPod at gmail.com. We're on all good podcatchers, uh, including Spotify. Uh, we also have a Patreon where for as little as $1 a month, you can get not only the warm, beautiful, sort of farty feeling inside of helping us out and uh, keeping farty us doing feeling. the things we love doing. But you also get access to exclusive content, including, as of this weekend, the first part of the Game of Thrones Pulse pitch. Yeah. Uh, Paul Salt's pitch is currently out. Mine's coming out next week. It is excellent stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah we are just adoring every second of producing all this new Patreon content. So yeah. thanks for that. Whilst you're at it, you can also check out my podcast. I've got another one. It's called The Scottish wow. Film, and it's over at Screen Mayhem. So go to Screen Mayhem, you'll find it there. Me and Katie Maiden are trying to watch as many adaptations of Macbeth as we can and finding a whole bunch of crazy shit whilst we're doing it. A, nice. a Chicago-based Macbeth? What is this? One with Ian McKellen in it? Who would have thought it? Somebody made Macbeth with Gandalf, an M from James Bond. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but also brilliant. That's how it was pitched, and it meant nothing at the time. <laughs> So to see the original Cats, come and come and listen to that. I'm Paul Cats. I'm yeah, just pretty tired. Meow. <laughs> and remember, the one good thing about Cats 2019, it brought us all together into that butthole.